On today's episode of More Important Issues, we're talking some Vol basketball as we round out their season, kind of recap March Madness for them. We also look at college basketball altogether. We talk some baseball and the Vols finish their series against Mississippi State. We're talking spring practice and some football. Orange and white game this Saturday. Make sure you're there. Come hang out with us afterwards or during. Today's segments include Over the Basket, Most Important of the Week, and Fail of the Week. More Important Issues is brought to you by MyBookie. The first weekend of the NCAA tournament is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting first-round upsets, or all of the above, MyBookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. If you know who's going to win, or even if you don't, MyBookie is the place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, multiple bracket guy. MyBookie has been in the business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business, and the best part is they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking 48 hours. Bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash. Deposit with MyBookie today with promo code ISSUE for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E. Visit MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, April 7th. I know it's been a while since we've seen you, but we're back, so that's good. We're back. We're healthy. We're, we're back. <laughs> yeah. still, I'm under the weather still, but I am feeling better than I was. Yeah, I mean, I have a slight cough and congestion, but yeah, definitely a lot better than I was. It's this this Tennessee, East Tennessee weather, I assume, <coughs> that's getting to me, um, getting to us. Getting to everyone. Flu's going around. Um, sinus infections, sinus problems. Shoot, man. I mean, you can't get away from it. No. It is what it is, though. Uh, also, the last time we saw you, Tennessee was still playing. Unfortunately, that is not the case anymore. Sad. It was a good season. I mean, historic season. Not historic. You didn't get to make it historic. But a a wonderful season. I mean, nothing to be disappointed about. Yeah, and we we talked about that. We thought you needed to kind of solidify your season. You needed to get to that 30, uh, 31 win mark. Needed to get to the, you needed to get to the Sweet Sixteen mm-hmm. um, for it not to be a letdown. Obviously, we, we wanted to go farther. We wanted to do we wanted to do more, um, and that wasn't the case. And it's unfortunate, but I I'm upset with the people who want to say that it wasn't a the season wasn't worth it. Because of the way it finished. And I just don't think that's the case. Yeah, because, like, I mean, every team besides one team is definitely going to feel like they underachieved. Exactly. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the crazy part. Like, the Kentucky fans, I think we, I think I said this. When the Kentucky fans that the year they went 39-1 and, and, and lost in the national championship and they're mad about it. I mean, yeah, it's very disappointing. But to be mad about that season is ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, and – the fact of the matter is, too, you win if you don't have an unfortunate call go against you. Yep. And I don't agree with the call. I know I'm a Tennessee fan, so it's hard to be look at it from that standpoint. But the guy kicks his leg out. It's I mean I don't I don't know. It's a tough it's a tough tough call to make. I, I my knock my only knock on Lamonte is don't jump into him, and the ref doesn't have to make that decision. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I'll say about that because I don't I think I think Lamonte did the best job he could to defend him and stay out of his way. Uh, I don't know if you can go straight up there, and maybe that's because he wasn't defending him great on the inbounds. I don't know. I'm not going to completely knock him. We still got to go into overtime. That was the good news. Yeah, I'll say this: um, the call is unfortunate, 
But if you don't miss 14 free throws, you don't lose like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so, absolutely the case. Um, you know, that we had our chances. Um, so, so you can't just really look at that and, and blame the whole game on one call. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, I absolutely agree with that. And, and, you know, these seniors who went from not even making the NIT tournament, now, they're, now they were here, um, you know, finishing top three of the SEC the last two years, playing in that SEC championship each year, regular season and uh, tournament the last yeah. two years. Um, that's a mark to be 31 wins this year. Uh, it's huge. 31 and six. How you finished? Right. 31 and six. Um, I mean, that's, that's the best record in the SEC. Yeah. And there wasn't, I, I feel like this was when it, when it first happened, when we first lost, I was like, man, that sucks. Like we didn't win anything this season. But you look back, you have a, a first team all American, you have the SEC Player of the Year. You have a Coach of the Year, um, and Rick Barnes. Two like two different polls too. Yeah, um, you have Grant Williams who is up for National Player of the Year. Um, you had Admiral who was first team All SEC. You're number one for a month. You beat the number one team in the country. You pretty much were in the top five the majority of the year. Yeah. Um, and, and the one team you couldn't get past was the team that made it to the Final Four. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you beat Kentucky twice. You swept Florida. I mean, Auburn was the the one team we couldn't beat. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that, that, that team definitely hurt us. We still and, finished our record. They had to go all the way to the Final Four, and their record is 30 and 10. Yeah. We're 31 and, they and 6. Be in the national championship. If that yeah. guy doesn't foul. Yeah, Kyle Guys, and that was a dumb foul. Yep, like he fouled him, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and, I, and those two, those two instances with Lamonte and they're different. Auburn, yeah, totally different. different. Um, there's one where it's an obvious foul. Now, as a as an official, you probably don't make that call, but you still put it in the official's hands to make that. Well, call. the problem with the Auburn foul is I don't think it really was in the official. Like I think you have to make that call. I think you have to because he he goes into him before the ball's released. If we're just talking about him not giving him room to land, I think it's a different story. But he fouls him before the shots even occurred. Yeah. That's my problem with, like, everyone, like, you know, that foul doesn't get called all the time. No, that foul gets called all the time because it's before the ball's released. Lamonte's foul doesn't get called all the time. I think it's – I don't – I think if it's a regular shot and it's not, like, a force three, then it gets called. But if it's a force three like that, I don't feel like it gets called every single time. I mean, I – I feel like any any time I feel like it's a foul, but I, I think the like, I think the call that doesn't get called all the time is the having room to land. That's the one that doesn't get called all the time. But he was in his body before the ball gets released. Yeah, and I mean it's not like Kyle Guy didn't jump up into him. He jumped straight up or relatively straight up. Like he wasn't. Yeah, he he didn't initiate the contact. He wasn't trying to draw a foul. Yeah. He was trying to make his shot, and that that's my problem. With, or that's that's where I'm like that's a foul, and that's actually. Kind of one of my over the baskets. I think people are, I think people have got let the refs kind of get in their heads. Like they're mad about that double dribble, but the double dribble doesn't happen if the guy doesn't foul him. And I think the ref thought he didn't foul him that he tipped the ball. Yeah, that's what I assume that he thought because I don't know how you miss that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, one has to be called in that situation. Either right. the, either the foul or you have to call the double dribble. You have to call one of them. Well, I'm, I'm I'm saying that he thinks the guy touched it away 
which would reset the – he can pick up his dribble and start again. Oh, okay. Like, I think he thought the Auburn player tipped it away instead oh, of fouling gotcha. him. Gotcha, yeah. And that's why he didn't call the double dribble. Yeah. Yeah, there was two things so, on the play that could have been called. And right. Called. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, six, six, well, successful year for Tennessee. Definitely wasn't entirely the ref's fault. Obviously, that call sucks. You still have a chance to win in overtime. Weren't able to do it. Is what the it officiating is. throughout the season was awful. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was definitely not. I, I don't even think that game, up until that call, I don't really remember it just being a terrible officiating Right. Game. I mean, it's just de- definitely been a rough year. Um, definitely been a rough year. But, yeah, I think, I don't know, I definitely think I've probably looked at it more because it's been so bad this year that now I'm, like, looking at stuff that in the past wouldn't have bothered me. I think it's the same for most people, too. Yeah. So, I guess we just let him get away with it for too long. But, yeah, it's definitely not been um, up to up to standard. Um, as far as this Tennessee team goes, though, I mean, you have a chance to be better next year. Yeah. Uh, I think if people come back, you, you definitely have that expectation of being one of the top teams in the country. Um, you look this week, Jordan Bowen has declared for the NBA draft. Left the door open, though. Yeah. He didn't say it was – he did, you know, he, he expected – he expects to go through with it. Which Kinda, is really weird. Did you read the 247 article? No, I watched his video. Yeah, so so the 247 article mentioned that he doesn't plan on coming back to school. But in his video, he doesn't say anything about that. No, he just says, he said he plans on going to the draft, but he's not close. Pretty much says he's, I don't, I'm not doing this word for word. But he pla- he plans on going forward with the draft, but isn't closing the door to coming back. Yeah. Like he, he still could. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing Whereas in I f- that video that hinted at, like, he is dead set on yeah. staying in the NBA. Yeah, and then, I mean, I think the difference for him and Admiral is Admiral kind of was like, I just want to go get graded. We'll see what happens there. Like, he, his felt more like, I'm probably coming back. Whereas Bones feels like, I'm probably staying, could come back. Yeah. So. I just felt like that article just put a lot of people. Was it Wes Rucker edge. writing it? Huh? Was it Wes Rucker? I don't know. <laughs> it it might have been the. Uh, is it Patrick Brown? Is he the other one? Patrick Brown is one, and uh, Grant Ramey. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. Which I like one both of them. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was, but that article came out. I was just like, "What?" And then his video came out. I was like, "Okay, I didn't get that." Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he was just didn't want everybody to freak out on him. Um, Grant Williams hadn't announced anything. I think that's your kind of key. As far, as, I mean, obviously it'd be great to have Bone back, and he helps a lot. But you kind of expect Josiah James to be just. Just as good. Mm-hmm. When you look at Bones' development, he shouldn't be done improving. Yeah. And this was his best year so far. Um, and Josiah comes in as a five-star. He's got more length. He's probably just as quick as Bone. Maybe maybe lacks. Bone Bone can get fast, get going fast in a hurry. Um, so maybe lacks you know that except you know that first step compared mm-hmm. to Bone. But obviously. We haven't seen Josiah in a college game, so I can't say he's faster or slower. I don't know. But he's definitely lengthier than Bone. Um, you have Lamonte will be here. Bowden. Um, you still have Fulgerson, who played good defense for us at the end of the year. Burns will play. And weren't we supposed to get – I mean, wasn't Zach Kent supposed to be a role player this year? Yeah, it was weird. I knew he was injured at the beginning of the year, but yeah, I thought maybe I'm they'd not, try to get I'm him not in. Really sure what kind of happened with that, but it is kind of concerning to me that a six eleven guy, when we needed height, yep, was nowhere to be found. Yeah, so maybe maybe we have him next year to kind of come in and give some minutes. I mean, I think that's our key. We need a big man. Yeah, I mean Burns is going to help a lot. He's more of a four, but I mean just a guy who'll be a rim protector. Yeah, that'll be nice. Just take up some space. I'm, I'm sure if Grant's here. 
that guy will be playing the five most of the time next year. Yeah. He is a power forward, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm sure he'll play the five most of the time if, if Grant yeah, is, is here. Um, and, I mean, even in our defense, you're you're probably going to be still down there being a rim protector four or five. Let's talk about if, if Grant and Bone don't come back. If Grant and Bone don't come back, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think the team still has high expectations. You're younger. You're on the younger end of things. Yeah. But I think your expectations pretty much stay the same. I mean, you talk about Burns, potentially Zach Kent. You still have Jalen Johnson. You still have Derek Walker. I mean – yeah, that's a lot of guys that just didn't get a lot of playing time last year to rely on. But, no, that's what I'm saying. You're definitely going to be on the younger end of things. Yeah. But I don't think your expectations miss that much. I think you're still expected to finish on the top end of the SEC, which is going to get tougher next year, I assume, with the coaching coming in. Yeah. Um, but I still there's think – There's going to be a whole new set of talent, especially yeah. if all those guys leave from LSU – um, Which you expect them to, especially with everything going on. You got guys leaving from Vanderbilt. You got Arkansas's top guy leaving. Uh, Florida loses a lot. Um, Kentucky, obviously. Right. Uh, um, yeah, so it, it's going to be a whole new, especially if Grant and, and Bone are gone, it's right. going to be a whole new SEC pretty much. Yeah, and and I mean, with the team that we have next year, whether Grant's here or not, I, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't think it's easy to go win 30 games. Um, or I don't think it's you know guaranteed you go in thirty games because you're going to be young. Josiah is probably going to be leading the offense more than likely. Burns hadn't played any college basketball yet. He's right now. I mean, it's good that he's been able to get in and work with Tennessee, but right now he should be a senior in high school. Like he should be getting ready, getting ready to go to prom. Yeah. So he's young. He's he's not going to be as physical probably. Um, hopefully, but probably not. Yeah. Um. You've got you know hopefully Lamonte. Is, you know, able to pick up where he left off. Um, and then, you know, you you do have Bowden, but Bowden probably plays your three a lot for you next year, and he doesn't have a lot of size. Yeah, I definitely think we're going to rely heavily on outside shooting and guard play to, yeah. to help us win games. Yeah, and, and hopefully uh, Burns can get boards for us and then defensively protect the rim. And we'll be – yeah, I expect us to be in the top end of the SEC. Obviously, we'll talk more about next year's expectations as we get you know closer to November, which is still seven months away. But, yeah, I mean, that's just pretty – you know, what we know what we know right now, kind of what we expect. Yeah, and with recruiting, you know, this program is heading in the right direction. Um, you look at your assistants who are getting offers from other jobs. Rob Lanier um, is now the head coach at Georgia kind of, State. Kind of surprises me. Yeah. Because I thought he would be kind of the unspoken coach in waiting. Yeah. I mean. But maybe, you know, Rick Barnes doesn't want to say that to anybody. Maybe uh, Phil Former doesn't want that to be the case. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I and mean, it's and it's good to go get. Even maybe they were talking. Maybe they have told him there's a chance you come back. And they yeah. want him to go be a head coach. Yeah. I, I don't think that would be out of the um, atmosphere to go to come back to Tennessee. Yeah. It, it's definitely good to go get be a head coach and, and some assistant coaches. Holly Warlick turn out, and I think Lanier has been a head coach, right? Yes, yes. I thought so. And uh, so maybe you go find out that you're just not meant to be a head coach, yeah. And find out that you need to find a head coach you you mix with and be his assistant and, and coordinate, scout, do what you what you're good at. Yeah, he, he's definitely a heck of a recruiter. Um, and his his last head coaching job was in 2001 to 2005 at Siena. Um. So I mean, he was fifty-eight and seventy there. So, but who knows? Um, but he's been assistant at a lot of places: Virginia, Florida, Texas, 
um, and now, or was at Tennessee from 2015 to now. And he's been a key part of this development of this program. Um, so, I'm, I mean, we definitely wish him the best of luck. And that's a sign of a, a great program where your assistants are getting offered head coaching jobs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Obviously, it's one of those bittersweet things. You hate to see him go because, you know, you've kind of – you've got to definitely, in terms of what Rick Barnes has, you have, you know, you're meshing well. Uh, your roster is getting along. That means your coaches and your uh, your staff and your players are getting along. So, it's definitely bittersweet because you got to mix up you know, there's going to be change, but also nice to see your guys moving on to better yeah, things. Yeah, and I'm sure there's tons of guys out there that would want to come coach at Tennessee. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Um, anything, any other news for basketball? Nope. That's about it. Like, like I said, not a disappointing year, disappointing ending, and you want to see us go farther, want to see you in that Final Four. That would be, in a you know, perfect. That would be great. Didn't happen, but definitely still a successful year. Um, definitely proud of the team. I mean, it, it's just basketball is a different world than than football. Um, and I think even in football nowadays, when you when you get to those New Year six, New Year six bowls, um, you're you uh, you kind of you see a sense of success in the season. I mean, how many teams are ten win teams a year in the nation? Not a lot. No. If you can get to that 10, 10 win mark, that's big. Yeah. So when you're in a New Year six bowl, it's always nice. Um, so I guess kind of similar to basketball. When you get to that Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight mark, yeah, that's nice to be in that top top uh, top echelon. Um, and, and looking at teams that are improving, and we we've talked about how this this baseball team's able to, um, we think make some noise this year. Um, unfortunately, was not able to get the series win against Mississippi State, but did get a nice win Saturday night. Yeah, it was. Um, definitely a series where we, it was down to the wire pretty much every game. Um, Mississippi State leads the SEC in batting average, so they're one of the top offensive teams in the nation. And Tennessee was just able to hold them to 14 runs um, this this series. And Friday night, you, you had a great outing from uh, uh, Garrett Stallings. Um, and then... Mississippi State kind of gets it done. Uh, they get another run in the eighth to tie it at three, uh, or, or sorry, take the lead um, two to three, and then we get one in the. No, I'm sorry. So they tied it two, and uh, then we kind of it's just a pitching duel from there, and then they get four runs in the eleventh, kind of put the game out of reach. But um, Andre Lipsius had four hits in that game, and then Friday. Or, I'm sorry, Saturday, Lingenfelter had a great outing. Um, and then Redmond Walsh came in to, to help out as well. And the only, you know, it, it was a pitching duel as well on, um, on on Saturday. And the pitcher made the mistake for Mississippi State. I don't know if you got to yeah. saw the weird play, but we did a sag bunt, moved the runners over um, at third and second. And then the pitcher gets the ball and just throws it to the dugout. Wanted a new one, right? But didn't yeah, didn't ask for time. Yeah, it's still yeah. in play. Um, so we got those two runs, and that was that was it. We were able to slam the door and not let them get any more um, runners across the plate. And then today, um, Neely goes out. He gets hit by um, a ball that was hit back to him, and uh, and then Will Heflin came in to relieve him. 
Tennessee or Mississippi State had the bases loaded, um, and we were able. I think they got three or four runs in one inning, and it kind of put the game out of reach from there. But Alex Solare continues his hot streak at the plate, and um, I think he had four hits on the day. Zach Daniels came in and um, to pinch hit and hit a two-run shot. So, you know, Tennessee is able to play with the best teams in the country. You know, we just got to get over the hump of um, – we, we definitely need more from the bottom of our lineup. Mm-hmm. It's just not where it needs to be. Um, you know, those – one to to five player, one to five batters in that lineup are really carrying us and and keeping us in games. We just need help from the bottom of our lineup. Yeah, really nice to see this team not getting swept after they did they did in their first series. Um, they only have one series win, one out of four series wins, but yeah. haven't been swept since that Auburn matchup. Also, we've uh, we've played two or all, every SEC team we played is top twenty five. Um, two top five teams. Mississippi State's one of them. And then Georgia is number one in the SEC right now. I don't know what they're ranked because it doesn't release like on yeah. our website until after we play them, I guess, because they're so – apparently there's not like a, re- a true ranking system for college baseball, which is interesting. No, there's like five different websites yeah. to do it. So pretty interesting, but you do play Georgia – well, you play – sorry, getting ahead of myself. You play Lipscomb on Tuesday – um, and then you play Georgia this weekend. It's gonna be a packed weekend on, on uh, on campus this this time around. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, uh, that series, the series against Georgia though, kicks off Thursday and ends Saturday. It's also supposed to rain a lot this weekend. So, so Georgia's ranked number four. Number four right now. Okay, so you played number four Vandy, um, number five Mississippi State, and then number four Georgia. Assume number four Georgia coming into this weekend. Yeah, they're also nine and three in SEC play. That is the best record currently. Um, you know, if we just kind of keep doing what we're doing, you're definitely going to be in Hoover. Yeah. Obviously, you want to see a few series wins, but I mean, you're playing you're playing SEC baseball. That's tough to do. That's a tough thing. Mm-hmm. And you're younger. Um, you mentioned how our lineup just isn't quite there hitting. Um, but get to Hoover. Anything can happen. You're thankfully your out of conference record was nice. Maybe it helps you too if you can. Yeah, I, and if you can do well in conference play, decent in conference play, and definitely hitting is going to come um, around. But you know, pitching is w- what's going to carry you in the postseason. So uh, I feel like that's really clicking for us right now. We're having good outings from all of our starters, and our bullpen is you know continuing that um, throughout the rest of the game. We're just you know we just get in some unfortunate situations. They get timely hits or um, we've given up some walks with the bases loaded, and, and that's just. Um, stuff that sophomores, freshmen, that's what they're – I mean, that's mistakes they're going to make. Right. Um, so, I mean, you, you can't really, you know, blame them. But as the season goes on, that's that's going to get less and less. And hopefully when we get to Hoover, we have everything cleaned up and hopefully yep. we're able to, to make some noise. Absolutely. Get to Hoover. Yep, just get to Hoover. Because then, it, I mean, it, it's not like series win after – it's it's best on best. Right. Um you know, your best, you know, and it's, we, we have a ton of pitchers that can, that can go, um, and start for us and come out of the bullpen. So I feel like we have the bullpen to be able to compete with anybody in the SEC. Um, it's just going to take a little bit more hitting to do so. Yeah, absolutely. I also don't understand college baseball rankings. 
so many people like ranked by this though. I just do I I look at D one baseball, it's kinda of the newer one. Um so Vanderbilt's ranked number five right now in it. Um so I don't I don't know which one they use for the U T website, but I'd say it's pretty consistent. What'd you say Vanderbilt was? Sorry. Number five. Um okay. yeah, it, it's gotta be close, but yeah. Um, Georgia just came off a, a series win against Vanderbilt. They won that series um, two to one. They lost on Friday three to two, won eight to three Ooh. on Saturday, and then Sunday today they beat Vanderbilt three to one. Mississippi. Oh, this is an old ranking. Sorry, I was about to say Mississippi State's ranked twelfth here. Okay, and it's I don't know. Interesting. Let's see if this is the right week. People first. Yeah. Sort of. It kinda of, I mean it's just crazy that like TCU is seventeen and nine. Oklahoma State's eighteen and eight. Yeah. Connecticut seventeen and nine. UC Irvine eighteen and five. Tennessee's twenty three and ten. What do you even drop out this weekend? Like that's interesting. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I know you can't do it all on record, but it seems like that would play somewhat of a piece. Yeah, so. and it, it's who you who you play, what kind of conference you're right. in. Well, see, I mean, that's a, that was my next point. We're in the SEC. Yeah, so. so I mean, that definitely helps us when we lose games. It's not like oh, you won to a top five, you lost to a top five team yeah. three to two or, or six to three. Like, right, that's you're not getting blown out. So absolutely. Um, let's had something to do with baseball. I don't remember now. Oh, so how do you tie in baseball exactly? Like, is there an inning they get to? They're like, all right, well, that's it. I don't think so. Because Missouri's tied. Unless it was like. But, I mean, even if it's a, I mean, unless it was a Sunday game, I guess, and they didn't want to come back to it. I guess that could be it. If it's a weather delay. Because I was about to say, why would you not just play the next day? But I guess if it's a Sunday game, a little bit different. Never mind. That makes sense. I didn't think hard. And it was, it was probably at a conference game, so. It looks like it was, because no one, no, it was probably against A&M. Texas A&M's 7-4-1. Missouri's 5-6-1. Surely it wasn't. Surely they both have ties on the year against. That's weird. I'm clicking on it, check. But surely that'd be crazy. Does if they not have it often, right? That'd be crazy if they both had out of conference ties. Right. No, wait. That is a conference. Yeah. So they tied each other. Hmm. Interesting. Weird. Yeah, very interesting. Um, it's also football right now. Spring yeah. practice is about to wrap up. Actually, this is the last week. Be capped off with the orange and white game this Saturday in. Neyland Stadium. That's a isn't it a later kickoff? Yeah, six o'clock. Oh shoot! Now I feel obligated to go. God dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I felt so good not having to go to that. I like I love football. I do, but man, those things are so stupid. What pisses me off, and it may not be this way the Peru, the way it did they, the way they did it with Butch Jones, and I don't know if you watched any of them this weekend. I watched a, like they were just on TV, and I I didn't watch. I flipped through them and stayed on it for a second. Like Ole Miss's defense is winning like twenty-seven to three. Yeah, and I'm like, that's Arkansas stupid. And Chad Morris are doing the same scoring system that Bunch Jones did. Like, just play your ones versus your ones and your two versus your twos and play football. Yeah, it'll be so much more entertaining. Like, don't do this. If you get a turnover on downs, if you get negative plays, or no, just play football. Yeah, and that's why I'm all for playing an FCS opponent. Like, I think you should. Yeah, that would be definitely a lot better. So, I mean, and you can run it like a scrimmage. Don't – all special teams aren't live. 
you can blow your whistle early. You know, like if it's a wrap up, blow it. You can blow it dead before he goes to ground. Mm-hmm. And talk to your teams. They don't want to get hurt either. <laughs> like, yeah. And if someone's stupid, oh, guess what? You're the coach. You can pull them out. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. that complicated. And you, I guarantee you, get consistently eighty thousand people for an FCS game in Neyland every week or uh, every year. Sorry. Oh yeah. I mean, you you go get Valdosta State. Go get, Georgia. Go get your teams in Tennessee. Imagine that. Because, like, how many guys you have from Knoxville playing at Chattanooga or Tech or UT Martin yeah. or MTSU or ETSU? Go get them. Yeah. And then I you mean, have parents and I didn't think about ETSU. Friends. That would be a good idea. Yeah, just like a, a decent team in that, like, in, in whatever their division yeah. is, where it would be FCS or, or Division Two or anything like that. Just get a decent team that is actually going to show you something. Yeah. That and you're not playing each other, so you're not worried about beating up on. I mean, it's just different. It's it, yeah. and your players are probably going to get more out of it too. Yeah, when you're playing someone sure. else, and, and and I feel like it it definitely helps with injuries. Yeah, um, because you're not like you said, it's not each other, right? Because um, I feel, I feel like there's a lot more injuries in practice than there are in games. Yeah, and I mean, if you again, I guarantee you most injuries. First off, I'm a big. I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but the fact of the matter is, if you're going to get injured, you're going to get injured. Like, yeah. just about no matter what. I mean, obviously, some things are created, but like knees, for example, if your knee's meant to go out, if it doesn't go out today, it's going out tomorrow. Like, yeah. and, it's and, just going to happen. And you don't tackle the quarterback on each team. Yeah, exactly. You definitely get that. Yeah. But, and I mean, there's so many things you can do to try to prevent injuries and do your best. The fact of the matter is, if it didn't, if it happens at against ETSU, it would have happened in the orange and white game. Like, yeah. that, that's just the. That's how it is. Definitely agree. But, yeah, yeah make it more inter- – I mean, even if you don't do that, just go back. I know Philip Former for a while. I think they went away from it. But ones versus ones, two versus twos, it's so much more entertaining. Uh, I will say this about Jeremy Pruitt. He really wants people to be there. Um, and I'm going to be there, so regardless. So, I don't – I'm going to try to get there. I didn't know it was at six. Um, um, I, I thought it was at three, and I, I wouldn't be able to. Now it's at six. I, I'm going to give my best effort to at least go in for a yeah. minute. But I, I will say this about Pruitt. Please, like I, I'm trying to help you. Please do not, when you don't get 100,000 people there, because you're not, please do not just be like, oh, why, why weren't you here? I don't think he'll do that. I don't know. I mean, I don't see him doing that. He did that. do it last year. Hopefully, what hopefully he he's learned from that. He, he questioned, like, why, where were you guys at? Uh, well, my, my, my thing is, and I agree with somebody, like yeah, it's a very disappointing year coming off like coming off a disappointing year. Really doesn't look like it's gonna be that much better next year. But and I, I mean I tell the teams I coach this: you gotta win the same way, you gotta lose the same way you win. So if you want to support the team, and like if you want to be a fan, be a fan when they lose too. Like yeah. that that's just that's how it's gotta be. And you especially shouldn't hold student athletes who don't make any money to a higher standard than yourself. Yeah, I mean that that's just. They're, they're, it's a whole different ballgame cheering for them than it is pro sports. And if you don't want to cheer for them, then make that decision and stop. And that's fine with me. But yeah. don't halfway do it and then – like Jerry like Jerry Pruitt asked him, asked fans to show up. He didn't demand it. He didn't cry. He asked you to show up because you'd have recruits there. Mm-hmm. And it did – and a lot of people are like, they don't make a difference in spring game. But if they see 80,000 people there for spring game, it's going to be like, you know – it definitely goes in the back of their mind thinking, man, these fans support you. Like that yeah. that's a thought that goes through it. Yeah, that's not gonna be the deciding factor. You're right. But it's another 
another like another thing they can kind of look positively on. Yeah. So. And so we have a Twitter question since we're kind of getting into football and it's about football. Um, Big Arch Pruitt said defensive line question mark secondary question mark. What do we need to know about Tennessee baseball? Um, I think we kind of went into that and he said is Paco okay after last night's fall. And what's the suggested attire for the spring game? And where's the after party? Uh, the after party is hopefully we win. Um, yeah. First and foremost. Um, and then we'll probably go to, to Cool Beans or. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Somewhere. It's, we'll see. I will say this. It's. Um, what was the first question? I'm sorry. Defensive line and secondary. Okay. Um, so we'll kind of go into that and then we'll, we'll get to the other other stuff. Um, so defensive line, I feel like that's that's the biggest question mark on defense um, for me at least. I, I don't feel like there's a ton of returning talent there. Um, there wasn't a ton of talent there last year either, besides Kyle Phillips. You hopefully get more time from Emmett Gooden. Yeah, so Emmett Gooden. Um, hopefully these guys that are from uh, junior college are able to come in and make an impact, like Savion Williams and Daryl Middleton. Um, Darrell Taylor is the pass rusher on one side. I don't, I don't know where the pass rush comes on the other side of the ball. Apparently, and here's a positive about lines. here's a positive about Daryl Taylor. Apparently, big leader yesterday in practice. Um, yeah. showed up. Really wanted guys to make sure he was holding guys accountable. Um, I heard that he's been, he's been like that this whole spring. So which is definitely great to to step into that role at mentally. Hopefully that kind of carries over physically. Not that he was bad last year. I don't. I don't think he was bad, but he definitely. He had a really good game against Georgia Tech two years ago. Had a couple good games that that uh, seventeen year, but never you know eighteen. Just I mean he didn't have a lot of help. That hurts when you're all. I mean when you're on or off the defense line by yourself, that hurts. We had a great game against Auburn and yeah. Georgia. So, but when you're by yourself, pretty much on that defense line, little help to no help. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, there, so, there definitely has. I think what helped Derek Barnett so much when he was here is he had Corey yeah. Green on the other oh, side. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you couldn't double team otherwise you're just giving up a sack on the other side. Yeah. So that that and it wasn't like Corey Vereen was going to dominate like I mean because they would double team Barnett sometimes, mm-hmm. but they couldn't do it every time because you did have Corey Vereen coming off the other edge. Yeah. And you and you had some good defensive tackles there for a minute, especially with uh, um, oh gosh, Vickers. Well, him yes and uh. Guy who went down at A and M. Oh my gosh, Danny O'Brien. Yeah, O'Brien did a good job. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't an incredible player, but he did his job, and and he made sure that the offense accounted for him. So, like we're talking about on the other side of the line, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it's DeAndre Johnson. I don't know if you kind of put one of those outside linebackers that you have in that position, kind of like maybe JJ Peterson. Peterson fits that mold. I don't know. I don't feel like he's still there where they want him to be yet. So I'm not sure he'll kind of fill out his potential at Tennessee. Right. I just it's not it's not looking like it's going to right now. Right. Um, and then you have Corvaris Crouch. Maybe he's that. Roman Harrison is a guy that's coming in that you know he's a, a heck of an athlete. So maybe he's able to um, fill that void. But I feel like defensive line is definitely a question mark. Um, and then he's talking about secondary. I feel like the the freshmen have come in and kind of made. Um, I don't think the secondary is as much of a question mark as a line. I'll say that. No, it's definitely not short definitely up. Cornerback. Yeah, definitely I mean, not definitely short up. Cornerback. But 
it's not as big of a question as, as a defensive yeah. line. Uh, I feel like you have an Audrey Warrior there. Um, you have Trayvon Flowers who started there last year. So you're you're not having to re- really replace anybody. Um, Balaam Buchanan will probably be that nickel. I've heard Tyus Fields, Jalen McCullough, and Warren Burrell are definitely um, guys that have stood out um, being early enrollees. And hopefully they're able to um, push guys for playing time and mm-hmm. you know just make everybody around them better. I feel like when, when there's that kind of competition – everybody's better for it. Absolutely. Um, so I feel like that secondary is definitely going to be much improved this year. Alante Taylor looks like a an NFL-type cornerback. Um, and Bryce Thompson, you saw him. He was a freshman All-American last year. Um, just has a nose for the football. So I, I feel like this this team is definitely not – I wouldn't say they're veterans back there, but you have leadership with Nigel Warrior – um, and you have those two athletes on the outside that are young guys but have had that experience where they're able to make plays. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other than that, I feel like the, the biggest question mark to me is always quarterback. If you don't have a mm-hmm. good quarterback, you're probably not going to win very many games. No. I mean, unless your running back's incredible and your offensive line's really good. Yeah. Fun fact, guys, either our defensive line is really good or our offensive line is terrible. So, you you decide. Yeah. You decide. Uh, I do know Wanya Morris. Wanya Morris was uh, getting a lot, majority of the reps at left tackle. Um, so, already kind of, I guess, shored that up. Trey Smith practiced a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Um, not a lot, but he was there. He was in there a little bit. It's definitely good to see him in, in full pads. Yeah. Um, and out there with everybody else. I, I don't think he's full go yet, but, geez, it's just great to see him in a football uniform. Absolutely. Um, because I, I saw a mock draft um, the other day, and he was number two overall. Oh, wow. So. He's a dog. Definitely has that um, NFL expectation. Um, hopefully he's able to overcome, you know, all the stuff that he's dealing with and able to you know, get back to full health. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, quarter, you mentioned quarterback. Apparently, J.G. didn't look bad yesterday. Um, I heard wrong the first time, apparently. Um what I was told was he didn't look good. I must have cut off at that. Uh, throwing deep down the field, um, just not quite there. Uh, but over, they said overall he was, you know, his leadership was pretty, you know, looked pretty good. Seemed to be be able to keep everybody kind of going and together. Um, got onto the offensive line multiple times, uh, which apparently kind of made people laugh because they were like, oh, kind of, kind of expected that yeah. <laughs> because uh, they were terrible last year, mm-hmm. and it's the same guys. <laughs> Um, but Brian Maurer apparently looked better than Shroud. Big thing I think with Brian Maurer is he can just sling the ball. Not yeah. not really other much. Not much other to it than he's willing. He's willing to throw it downfield, and he's willing to throw it hard at anybody. So I think we'll JG see. this season he's just utilized your athletes that you yeah. you have a ton of athletes everywhere. I feel like Josh Palmer. We're hearing a ton about him uh, this spring. Really could be the number one guy. Receiver, yeah. which is crazy to think with Juwan Jennings and Marquez Callaway, but that's what we're hearing. Yeah, um, you have Ty Chandler, um, Jeremy Banks. You know his his issue is not running the football; it's just holding on to the ball. Right. Um, Hopefully so I, now he won't take as many chances like he did. I mean, there were two two fumbles he had that I thought he was just trying to get extra yardage. And mm-hmm. so I, I feel like it's it's up to JG. You know, no one's holding his hand. He's got Jim Chaney, one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. 
he's got athletes around him. You know, the offensive line probably could be better, but you know, there's no excuses this season. Nope, not at all. Um, this, this is like one of the worst SEC schedules we've had. Yeah. in a long time. So. Gotta take advantage of it for yeah. sure. Gotta take advantage of it. Um, I can't remember what else to say about spring football. That's it, I guess. So, what's your spring attire? To the game, uh, probably not wearing a shirt because it's supposed. To, well, actually, it's either, it may thunderstorm. There's a chance yeah. of thunderstorms, mm-hmm. and it also could be like 85. So, you know, yeah. be prepared for anything. I guess that's like. I will I say like, that I feel like that's every spring game. It's, I I will say this: if it's raining, I will not go. Yeah, probably not. Well, I guess I could send under the cover. Because there's gonna be under the cover. Okay, yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like literally, like, everybody. And I feel like. I'm not going to complain about it. Like people, I don't. I don't care if you go or don't. Um, I do care if you get on Twitter and either bash people for going or not going. That's very annoying. I will say that. Yeah. Like you're annoying as hell if you do that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to bash you for not going or going. Um, whatever. Do you? Uh, don't get mad at Pruitt for asking. He's kind of his job. Be the face of the program and do that. Um, be thankful that he's not as annoying as Butch about it. That's. Yep. And be thankful that he doesn't have a microphone out there. Just exactly. People. Apparently, the energy's been good this year. Oh, I was, was going to mention Jawan Jennings. Man, gets he begs to be on kickoff uh, to open up the practice scrimmage um, and forces a fumble on the opening kickoff. So, dang, he's got some fight in him. Um, he's ready to go. I've known that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, to do that in practice, like, oh yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. Guys like that, I guess Jawan just motor goes all the time. But I mean, guys that are really good like that. Typically, if you've been around guys that are really good like that, you know they don't really give a shit about practice. Yeah. But I was, you know, you're told all the time, the best ones love practice. And there you go. Jawan to wake up on a Saturday morning in April and want to go hit people, do a little football. And I, I feel like that's that's how Jawan Jennings is going to make a living in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Loves football. Yeah. Just wants to play. And, and, and is willing to play special teams. Yeah. If that's what he has to play. Right. Right. Um, but Tennessee got a – Commitment yesterday, it's been kind of quiet with the whole recruiting just because it's kind of just getting started. Not just getting started, but for this class, it's, it's very early in their recruitment. But um, Tennessee was able to get a commitment from a three-star running back um, at a Kell High School in Marietta, Georgia. That's Ebony Jackson. Um, definitely a fast kid. Uh, somebody had a Twitter question about him. Let's see what that was. But definitely a fast kid, um, strong kid, benches over 300, squats around 500, um, runs track. His 100-meter PR is a 10.57, um, so definitely quick. I, th- I feel like that would be one of the fastest times in Tennessee. I'm not sure about the whole um, Georgia, but that's definitely one of the fastest in Tennessee. Um, so Ethan Dixon at Vallsboy 2002 said, Ebony Jackson, hidden gem, question mark, player comparison. Um, so hidden gem, possibly. Um, I, I watched his highlights. He scores a lot, um, just like every highlight film. Um, but when I was watching his highlights, he reminded me of somebody as soon as I watched his first run. And that, that was Rajon Neal. Um, a guy who, who runs behind his pads not necessarily looking for contact, but gets to the next level and isn't afraid to lower his shoulder. Um, it can hit that extra gear and, you know, blow past defensive backs. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. 
he's, he's a bigger guy, 6'1", 200. Um, and I feel like that's kind of the guys Pruitt is recruiting. Um, goes against a great competition in Marietta. Um, they played, I think they're in 4A, because they played Rome, Georgia, which I think is 4A also. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're 9-3, so a, a, he plays on a decent team. Um, and had a ton of ton of yards last year, so able. Hopefully, we're able to to keep him and able to keep getting him on campus, and we'll see kind of how his recruitment kind of plays out. But yeah, um, runs a four four forty, so a fast kid and a bigger kid. I don't think you could ask much more of that at your running back position. Yeah. So running back, you are we? Why don't we get that title? That's some good running backs. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, uh, maybe running back you use a stretch, but you get it. I mean, but but for real though, like <laughs> you put a ton of people in the NFL. Like, I mean, we didn't yeah. have anybody last year, but I think when Todd Chandler decides to go, that he's he'll be drafted. Yeah, Tim I mean, Jordan has that possibility. Jeremy Banks probably has that possibility. We've got a running back going to play wide receiver in the. That's why we're running back and wide receiver. You. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's that's my do people like. I don't hear anybody hate on Jalen Hurd anymore. So are people overreact? Were they overreacting then, or are they kind of underreacting now? Because I will say this: I've, I still, I mean, I'm glad he's doing well. I am. I'll say that. But I did hear some to- com- really negative things about how he handled himself and the situation when he was on campus. Which I know he was young, but he still got to kind of get punished for that. <laughs> yeah. Um... He he wasn't he wasn't young enough to be doing that kind of stuff. I feel like it was very tough to swallow just because of like how good he was. That and he came in with that legacy class, yeah. so I feel like that kind of gave him a little bit of a pass, maybe. Yeah. I well, I mean, know. a lot of people at the time just were mad at him, but then Butch Jones left. He got lucky. If Butch Jones hadn't failed, everyone would probably still hate him. Yeah, that's true. So because a, a lot of his mishaps were blamed on Butch Jones, right? Which I think. Is fair, yeah. Somewhat of a somewhat fair, yeah. But also, I've heard he was an ass. So yeah, and I heard he didn't really hang out with the team. Yeah, which I also heard they didn't want to. So whatever, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> is what it is. Yep, we moved on. Absolutely, he did too. I guess. Um, over the basket. Over the basket. Orange and white game. Are people over overreacting on how Jeremy Pruitt asked them to come? Yeah, I feel like they talked about it for a week. Yeah, I feel like it's 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 not a big deal. Like no, he just, he just wants people to. come. It's his job. Yeah. What if he was like, got he's like, thank you for coming today. Just letting you guys know our uh, orange and white game is April thirteenth. Thank you, and left. People be like, well, he doesn't even care. He yeah. Why does he not care? <laughs> Instead, I mean, he's like, we need you all there. It's a big recruiting day. It's very slow in Tennessee football news, so any little bit of I guess. anything is a story. I guess. Um, it's driving me nuts. I haven't tweeted a thing about it, but I see people, and it's driving me nuts. Yeah. I mean, dude, like, if you're going to be there during the season, I mean, why not go? Why not I, make the effort to go? My thing is, is if you don't have anything else to do, why not? Like yeah. me, when I was like, I had stuff to do, I was like, I'm going to miss it, whatever. Now I'm like, I'm going to try to be there. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be there for every game. Yep. This season, so I'm I'm gonna go. I kind of I like to go and see the the new guys that were there. Kind of see 
our offense a little bit. I mean, it, it's not much. It it isn't, but it, at least it's a glimpse of what we could or what we're not going to be this season. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I, yeah, I don't get why it's a story, but it's free. So yeah. it's not like you have to pay anything. That's another pay. thing. It's so like, like if you, I guarantee, if you charge, you'd get more people for some reason. Yeah. So Spielberg, oh, yeah, I have to go. I yeah. Have to pay. Ten bucks to get in. Yeah, then it becomes like a social um, pedigree, I guess. I, I mean, know. there's going to be stuff going on all day. Yeah, I mean, especially if I had time to like, if we had time to go tailgate, we wouldn't tailgate as long or as hard as we do during the season. But I'd get down there and you know set up a set up some food and beer. Yeah, why not? I just don't have the time, but I'd do it if I did. Yeah, we I'm did sure, it for we I'm did sure it for some pro- people will. Yeah, we did it for practice one year. I can't wait to be like old and like well off, <laughs> and I can just like do that. All the time. Yeah. They don't really have, I guess you have responsibilities, but it's, we're so pressed for time. Yeah. Time's not a thing when you're old. It, I mean, I, I will say this. I am kind of glad we're not playing an opponent because then I really want to go. And I am very busy that day. So. Yeah. It's we'll your birthday. That. It is my birthday too. Yeah. So I definitely will be drunk when I go. <laughs> that That's for sure. <laughs> I will sneak. Hopefully, they that's gonna, they're going to let you in for free and pat you down real hard. So, back to Big Orange Pruitt. He asked, oh, um, where's the after party? Cool beans, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. It's your birthday. We'll see. See where the night takes us. Oh, so well, see, I thought the game was at three, so I just assumed I wouldn't make it. I was just going to go to a porch somewhere and enjoy a beer. If it's pretty, I guess, you know. Yeah. So, we'll see. Cool so beans has a porch. Shandy? Cool beans has a porch. Do they have summer shandy? I'm sure. I mean, they have every other beer. They better. Such a pussy. But yeah, Big Orange Pruitt, you're more than welcome to come. Come hang out. It's just, let's I'd just love say. To meet you. I let's mean, just, all, you, all you look like to me is Jeremy Pruitt. So if you are actually Jeremy Pruitt, I guess that'd be <laughs> cool if you came to Kayla's birthday party at Cool Beans. That'd be fun. Um, but if you're just a random guy, I would love to see you too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just go ahead and at least mark cool, down, cool Beans down for like, you know, at least immediately after. Yeah. Let's go grab a beer. If anybody else wants to show up, show You're up. welcome. We'll have fun. Yeah. Throw some darts. Yeah. Maybe a cornhole if it's pretty. We'll see. Back to over the basket. Coach K had a failed season. Failed? No. Unsuccessful. He met expectations, I feel like. Unsuccessful is maybe fair. Yep. I mean, I, I, how can you, what they get to, Sweet 16? You're in the sweet. You're a top sixteen team in the country. I mean, you shouldn't be expected to win it every year. You shouldn't be expected to get to the final four every year. Yeah, like that shouldn't be an expectation. I feel like he probably like. I feel like he met expectations. See, I, I feel like he did. I mean, I just I. Because you had more talent than anybody in the country. But it's. But when you get into March Madness, anything can happen. I mean, we were the we were the. One of the more mature teams in the country. We didn't play a single freshman all year. Yeah. And, but I don't think that takes away from what they did. Like, I mean, I mean, I feel like what impresses me about Coach K is what his ability to go from, you know, last week in November to the last week of March, the change that's able to occur and with those freshmen. Mm-hmm. That's what impresses me about him. I, I don't think he's the greatest coach. Um, I don't think he's necessarily great at X's and O's, but the way he can blend guys in. Um, get them playing together by the time it matters is impressive. But if you if you watch them, they didn't like. It's not like the Kentucky thing where it took them a while to get in their groove. 
Like they were the top one of the top teams in the country all year long. Like even from the start. Kentucky? No, Duke. Oh yeah, Duke Duke, yeah. I mean, they were able to I think they were more talented than Kentucky. Yeah. So, a little bit different. But yeah, I yeah, Duke's definitely kind of a But again, Duke, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say their season they didn't meet expectations. I mean, I feel like they met your expectation, you know, when you when you're an AD or you're a fan, you sit down and you go, "All right, what do we want out of our season?" Like if you're an AD, they definitely met your expectations. They made you the money that, you know, you should make when you're pouring that much into the program. As a fan, you win 30 games, you go to semifinal the SEC tournament, you're playing in the, you know, you're playing that Saturday game. Um you make it to the second weekend of of March Madness. I mean, I I I don't know. I I just don't see how Kentucky fans could be upset with Coach K. I don't understand that. What he's done for your program. Now, as as a whole, dude. Oh, I thought you said Kentucky. I said Coach K. Oh, why did I think you? I don't know why. I've been talking about Kentucky the whole time. I just heard Kentucky. Okay. I don't know yeah, why. So I, I was mentioning Kentucky of like. Yeah. No, the whole time I've been talking about Kentucky. Okay. Because Duke made it to the Elite Eight. Yes. Even then, I mean, kind of the same argument. Yes, Duke's a little bit. Duke definitely had a ton of talent. Again, I, I mean, it's just hard for the year you've had 30, 31, two wins, and you make it to the Elite Eight. You went. They won the ACC regular season. No, AC, regular season, right? No, I think Virginia did. Virginia did? Dang, they beat them twice and lost. Dang. That's crazy. Um. Yeah, I mean that that's disappointing. Obviously, I don't know. I mean, they definitely they met expect they met expectations, but they didn't have it. Carolina, Carolina, and Virginia split. Okay, so you obviously had a great year. You met expectations. Unsuccessful might not be the right word, but you weren't necessarily like successful. I mean, your goal was to win the national. Like that team should have won a national championship. The talent they had, absolutely. So what? But I mean, is is like, is it end all be all? Is it success versus unsuccess? Like success versus failure, or is there a middle ground in college basketball? I feel like there's definitely a middle ground. Yeah, I definitely think that. I, I would say Kentucky had a more successful season with what they had than Duke did. How it ended? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that's pretty close. Because I I was about to say this about Coach Cal. He has been unsuccessful in his Kentucky tenure. To only win one national championship? Oh, yeah. I, agree. I will say that. This I, year, though, I'm not I saying they agree. should have definitely won it. I'm not saying that at all. I feel like they were pretty yeah. about, about right on par what you thought they'd do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Duke, again, when you get to the March Madness, anything kind of happen. I feel like they had every right. To, like, they should have been in the Final Four yeah. with their talent. And and they were just, like, skating by. Yeah. With who they were beating. Probably should have gotten beat by UCF. Yeah. That idiot threw that oop. That missed. Totally agree. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Di- I mean, if they lost UCF in the round of 32, yeah, unsuccessful failure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Dude, I think it's hilarious. I love how everybody's like, this is the last time we're going to see Zion in a college uniform. I'm like, dude, he's going to be in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, who cares? It's not like he's been there forever. Yeah, it's not like he he went to Duke because he had to. Yeah. Um. I will say this: the final forward was awesome. Not having any big show-stopping programs in it—that yeah. was cool. I think Michigan State was 
the, the biggest can name. Maybe consider a blue blood just because they have Izzo. Yeah. Um, but even then, that's still kind of a stretch. Yeah. Um, so, I agree, though. And definitely not a team that people were picking. I've been betting on them all year. They've won me like probably a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Izzo and Michigan State. I like them. I didn't think they'd be in the Final Four. I'll say that, but I like them. I thought they year. would win it. You, you thought they would? I didn't, I didn't think Texas Tech would be So, who do you got? Like, Tech or Virginia? While we're here. I don't know because – so, Texas Tech has Jared Culver, um, who is a really good player, but he only had 10 points. Yeah. And he had, he had eight in the second half. So, he only had two points in the first half, and they still beat him by 10. So, that, <coughs> that tells me a lot. They have a lot of tr- – like grad transfers, Texas State mm. does. Really, um, that guard. I don't want to say Mahoney, 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 but it's something kind of similar to that, I think. Um, but they they just have like good guards and they're super athletic. Everyone, their big man is super athletic. I feel like that is like what Tennessee is missing, like a guy that is just who can grab boards and take it all the way to the hoop. And I, I feel like Josiah James could maybe be that guy um but i also think like having an athletic big man like kyle alexander was good at what he did Mm -hmm. but he just didn't have just like he wasn't physical yeah and and he wasn't just super athletic no or he didn't show it yeah (laughs) i Um, agree to and i know it's difficult to be that tall and be that athletic but if we had if we had that holy crap Yeah, I agree. I, I'm gonna go Virginia with their ability to control the game, and I feel like if you escape, if you barely escape a Final Four like that, I feel like you have the motivation to go in and win it. Yeah, what an excellent redemption from yeah. last year to this year too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Definitely. I'd say that was a big motivation piece for them. Yeah. I, I would. I would assume. Uh, most important of the week. Most important. Um, Elvis Luciano um, from the Toronto Blue Jays. Is 19 years old, and he's the only MLB player born in the 2000s to make his major league debut. Oh wow, that's insane! Yeah, that's makes me feel old. Yeah, I've I've never really like felt old, and then I read that and I was like, damn. Yeah, the fact that all like the kids I coach now were born in the 2000s is is weird. Yeah. It's weird. Getting old, man. Yeah, I'm 24. I'll be um, 24 next week. Yep. Uh, my first one is a lot of people, you know, the final four did, we talked about, it's kind of crazy. There's no blue bloods in there or what you can consider blue bloods. Um, but easy to see it coming because every final four was the regular season champ or sorry, not the regular season champ, but either a regular season or tourney champ. Uh, Virginia won the ACC, uh, Texas won the big 12, Michigan state won the big 10 and then Auburn won the SEC tourney. So all the teams were. Conference champ, respective conference champions. Playing their best basketball when it mattered the yep, most. Absolutely. I don't have any more most important. Okay, I've got one more. Um, Tommy Tarville, remember him? I do remember him. Uh, he is now running for uh, the U.S. Senate in the state of Alabama. Dang. So, Good. if you're in the state of Alabama, vote for, vote, for old, vote for old Tubby. Yeah. And maybe he'll go represent Ohio, Ohio in a couple of years. Did we'll a great see. job on the blind side. <laughs> um, fail of the week. Fell the week. Uh, Mark Walton, um, Bengals <laughs> running back, has been arrested three times this offseason. Oh, wow. <laughs> is he a, secretly a Georgia football player? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I think it's fair to say that his career is probably not going to be spent in the NFL. No, probably not. Um, my first one is, did you see that travel called on the Suns earlier in the week? 
Yes, I did. He dribbles the entire length of the court, mm-hmm. or probably like 60 feet up the court, and the ref uh, very viciously, very aggressively blows the whistle and calls a walk. The yeah, entire time he's just, like, everybody's just like, what did he see? And, and no one really argued because it was like so bizarre. I mean, the coach is like, I guess it was a very being poor, very being very poorly called because the coach is, the Suns coach is like, I mean, like you can tell he's like, I just, I don't know what to say. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Very bad. Um, I'm going to go Antonio Brown. Mm. You seen what I'm, he said? Very interesting. He's obviously in a weird place right now. Yeah, I mean, he he's taking shots at uh, at Juju Smith-Schuster for no reason. Some guy named Juju the most valuable player this season for the yeah. Steelers, and Antonio Brown didn't like it. He said, <laughs> emotion. Boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Everyone went blind too busy making guys famous not enough reality these days. By the way, check the list. I don't know what he's referring to with that. <laughs> but Juju Smith-Schuster was like, I've shown him nothing but respect. I don't understand where he's coming from. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I, I don't get that. I liked Antonio Brown up until like this I whole did too. Just fiasco. Very weird stuff, man. Yeah. Very weird stuff. Uh, my first one, or my next one, is the Miami Marlins. Uh, they showed a uh, graphic of... Uh, Ronald Acuna, Acuna, uh-huh. um, how they were asking if he's at a sophomore slump, which we're also only like what four games in, and they yeah. showed in a, a, a graphic um, that was like asking that question, and then he had a homer. Like they're like, you know, is you know, like here's what he's done this year, his batting average. Go back to the play, like the pitch is like being thrown as they like bring it back to the screen, and he hits a home run, blast one. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, well the question, <laughs> question answered. God, they're horrible. That's the worst <laughs> franchise in baseball. Um. I'm going to go with the national championship being at 920. Yeah, that is that pisses me off. That's so dumb. Yep, I agree. I don't understand, like, if it's just because of the – like, it's played in Minneapolis, which isn't the West Coast by any means. Oh, like, that's an 820 start for local time. Yeah. And that's still just a 620 start. You could push – you could go 820. and I mean, that's more reasonable. Still, like – Number one, why the heck are we, like, accommodating for the West Coast when they put, like, what, one damn team in the tournament? Yeah. They, sh- they like, the fact that you're making the East Coast stay up late and say the West Coast just ask off work early is stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Like, if, I mean, 820, like, I would stay up. But 920, that thing's mm-hmm. not going to be over till almost midnight. Right. Stupid. Whatever. Very dumb. Um, my next one is Bristol. Did you see pictures and videos from Bristol? I didn't. So, the last great Coliseum is empty today for the Bristol race, the spring race. Nice. Um, here's a, I'll see if I can find the video in a second, but here's a picture of one of the turns. <laughs> it's literally just the, like, grandstands are full. Like, the... Where is everybody? Like, the, the straightaways are the only... They pretty much forced everybody to the straightaways, so TV, it didn't look bad on TV. Because um, I guess you can't see the turns that well on TV. And it still looks very spread out on the uh, straightaways. Huh. I wonder why it's like. Apparently, the last few years, the spring one's been. Sorry if this is loud. People, I can hear through the mic. So I mean, even the straightaways aren't full. Oh my! Yeah, that's brutal, man. That is. I mean, you know who did fill that place up? That's right, Tennessee Vols. I mean, Talladega was completely full. That's so. crazy. Um. So Juju just changed his. Or maybe that's not Juju. 
No, it's not. It, it, his at is Juju season. Oh. But whoever that is changed it to uh, Josh Dobbs for MVP 2020. I like it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Any more fails? Most of the Guys, thank you all so much for listening. Glad to be back with you all. Schedule's changing up a little bit. Basketball season's over. We're going back to one day a week. That just means we'll have plenty in that one day for you. Exactly. So. If there's big news, we might throw in another one every now and then. Yeah, maybe if we got an interview, we'll see. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's glad, glad to be back. Absolutely. If you're sick, get to be feeling better. Yeah. Take your uh, take your allergy medicine, <laughs> your loratadine. Um, take your Dayquil, um, your Robitussin, uh, just everything that I've that's everything I've taken the past week. Um, so just continue taking that, continue hydrating, and we're bringing the boat in, and we out.